0: Did he keep their perfect start of the season going? Lots and lots of goals again, and we discuss if we could have done any of them. Are jellyfish the most venomous creatures on earth? And why go to Hobbiton for a classic away day? Ladies and gentlemen, it's match day four episode of the Semi Pro Podcast. The match day four episode of the semi pro potty. I'm your host William Chambers. Sitting opposite me this week and every week is my mate Branson Gibson. How are you today?
1: Doing very well, thank you, William. How are you?
0: Bloody good. we have had a bit of a late start today. Normally we do an early potty.
1: This good is a, a mid afternoon. Oh, not even mid afternoon. It's, it's borderline, borderline afternoon.
0: Yeah, it's late morning. It's noon, which is nice. So yep. we're um, we've got a couple of cups of tea. You bet we do. Do you want to talk us through what your tea selection for today is, my friend?
1: Well, my tea was selected by me for, (laughs) sorry, by me, by you. Yeah, it was. So I believe it is an English breakfast tea Mm -hmm. with some oat milk, you said. Yeah. And I did say that I could have it with no milk, but you insisted that some milk... Was required for English breakfast. Yeah,
0: I just think I think if you can have no milk in a tea, your herbal teas and your floral teas are a lot better for it. Like a nice Earl Grey without milk, just a dash of honey. That's a lovely tea.
1: Okay, what about a lemon? Is lemon in tea a thing? Yeah, big
0: time. I mean, the only sadness with that is I normally have lemon in tea when I'm sick. Mm, And so it just kind of reminds me of being (laughs) sick. You (laughs) know, when I'm not sick, I'm kind of not going to put lemon in tea. But it's got that
1: negative uh, association there.
0: Fucking love an assortment of hot beverages, though. Yeah. Probably not what the
1: podcast is about, though, is it? It isn't. And I don't know what I know less about, tea or movies. (laughs) Oh, this (laughs) could be good. It could be. But do you know what we do know? At least a little bit of <laughs> oh, it. Like a bit a, bit. a tad. A bit. Well, we like them. Kits. Love kits. Let's Yay. jump into the kit bag segment. Who's the uh, kit bag segment brought to us by, William?
0: Brought to us by Vintage Soccer Shirts AU.
1: Oof, on the friends. internet,
0: on Instagram, um, Vintage Soccer aucom So check them out. Um, we're wearing two kits from theirs today. Branson, talk us through yours because yours is a humdinger.
1: It is. It's a good one. It is a 2000-2001 Argentina home kit. Loving
0: Yum, yum, yum.
1: Reebok kit. It's sort of a little bit different for an Argentina kit. Of course, it's got the classic... <laughs> is it? Well, I, I was going to say... Mate. It is, but I, I, it's got <laughs> fatter stripes, I suppose. Yeah, And, okay, and, 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 and a little bit of a, a different look as opposed to just the stock standard stripes. I like it. It's got a colour, which I, of course... Always appreciate, a little bit different to their Ajax colour, which was sort of that weird half-colour turtleneck, but powder blue and white for Argentina, I reckon that's got to be up there for one of the most iconic. iconic. yeah.
0: I think with the Italy kit. Well, just, um, you know,
1: around the world, when you're thinking about football, Argentina, Brazil. You see, you see a blue and a white, you don't go, is that Sydney's alternate kit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very iconic. Uh, love it. Great kit. What are you wearing, mate?
0: Um, we're a couple of stripy boys today. Ooh. I am wearing the 2014-15 Melbourne City Away kit. Yep. Which I think we both yeah. like because it is a throwback to the heart. It's got the red and white to it. I know that I think they were trying to have a... a like a non-Melbourne heart away mm-hmm. kit for a bit And it just kind of wrote itself It's like they've just now always got to have a red and white away kit Yeah I because think Because it's, it's just so good
1: yeah, yeah I think this year was their third kit So they have like their home, their away And then, and think, then that's like, But I like
0: the second the, the away kit's a bit different So I'm,
1: I'm happy with that It they've just always got to have
0: it yeah, They've always got to have it So I love this one Um So I these Nike kits were really good quality Yes I really like them. They're actually just really nice to wear. So, um, cracking kit. Again, check out Vintage Soccer Shirts AU on Instagram and www.vintagesoccershirtsau.com. Absolutely. Great range of kits out there. Bloody good. Now, let's jump into the games because there are a lot on Friday night and we'll get to that later on, but... So, are you going to read through the results? Yeah, I'll read Let's through the results, it. except for the last one, because I'll get you to do that because it doesn't actually have the score on it, and only you not. But actually, no, I do not.
1: It's actually <laughs> yeah. yeah. I we... like the idea that no one in the world other than Brian knows the score <laughs> line of Eastern Lines,
0: Dan, and Onk Thunder. The secret reveal. Um, <laughs> so, on the Friday night, we had a whole raft of games. Um, Hume City beat Knights 4 2, cracking game. Uh, Port Melbourne drew 1 1 with South Melbourne. Green Gully were too good for Heidelberg's one goal. Did you see what I did there? Yes. Very good. Excellent. Bentley Greens St. Albans had a 0-0 draw. Dandenong City lost 3-0 to Avondale. Oakley won 5-0 against Altona. And Eastern Lions did, in fact, lose by one goal to Dandenong Thunder 1-0. Yes.
1: And so you didn't know that result. I did not know that
0: result. Had it so, there for a bit. So I guess in terms of the table, that puts us with Hume on the top, Altona on the bottom, and all the other teams in the middle that we'll get to.
1: Yep, that's a uh, good, very accurate. I like it. Good. So, um, jumping into it, mate.
0: Yeah. Do you want to kick us off with that night's Hume City game? Which you know, I'll let you get to it. But one
1: of the contenders for goal of the season. Absolutely, Hume's perfect season continues. Four wins in a row to start off their campaign, and four goals in this one. Uh, Cooper and Brown they netted the uh, the first two goals for Hume. The third goal, though, William, is the one that we want to talk about. Stephen Hewitt from a free kick. What, 40 yards? Yeah, holy bejeebas. We know. can swear like, on the podcast. We can, I but I feel like a swear word would not, I don't know, I feel like the non-swear word would be more emphatic. Okay. Perhaps. It wasn't. <laughs> 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 Perhaps not. So it was an absolute, so long-range bomb. Absolute bomb from 40 yards out. Uh, that ball, I'll tell you what, that free kick, sorry, had some box jellyfish venom on it.
0: Oh, tenuous. You've been playing a lot of Pokemon. You could have definitely put something in well, there from a Pokemon. I, I could have. but He bo- really put a bee drill on that one or something. Yeah.
1: Wow, well, oh, that's potentially <laughs> better. <laughs> potentially better. I went for box jellyfish venom because that's the most venomous animal on the world. Oh, really? Yes, in the world. Sorry. Are you sure? On it, in it, yes. Hey, Google. Oh. Uh, what's the most venomous animal in the
0: world? Here we go. Here's what I understood from the
1: website msn.com. Oh, that's... One's heldage? most venomous animal in the world. Do you want a little more context? No. No, no <laughs> So, terrible idea for William to just... uh oh.
0: <laughs> that's fine. It was just... It's, it's... You've just got to so, treat robots with respect. Okay, so,
1: so anyway, back to the football. So according to the page that I googled, the box jellyfish is the most venomous animal on earth, and this shot had plenty of venom. He it, it just rocketed it. 40 yards out, 2-0 up, he just goes, you know what, I'm going to hit it, and puts his lacer through it, and it was just too hot for Knights keeper. Jordan Gifkins to handle, and I reckon if I was a manager, and I saw my player... From forty yards out, just sort of take a shot. You'd be pretty mad.
0: What was the score at that point? Was it two
1: 0 It was yeah, two nil, two nil. So yes. this goal made it three 0 So you go, okay, we're up two 0 But nils. it was pretty early. Yeah, it was just before half time. Yeah. So you but you been and You're going, what are you doing having a shot from range like from that far out? Like what a waste! Like that's never going to go in. But then it did. Yeah. And it was an I've... absolutely stunning free kick. And it, again, it just sort of showcases the talent and the skill that's on display in. The MPL Victoria? The
0: only concern I have for it is that it hits the middle of the goal. It does. Like, uh, Gifkins should be doing a lot better to you, keep that out.
1: You would think so. But
0: I'm wondering if... Perhaps... And, like, you know, who knows? Perhaps Hewitt has watched a couple of nights' games or something and gone... He positions himself very poorly for free kicks. Mm-hmm. So he's just gone, you know what, I'm just going to... I'm going to make the keeper work because, you know, I remember when we used to play, like, really shitty grey yeah. cricket... And our coach just used to always be like, so long as you bowl on the stumps in this division, they're kind of shit enough that they'll eventually miss. Right. So, like, maybe that's what Hewitt's done. Well, He's just been like, look, Gifkins doesn't position himself well with free kicks. I'm just going to put it on target.
1: Well, one thing I did notice was it seemed like he took it relatively quickly. Like, not, mm. not like the referee had blown his whistle, but perhaps Gifkins didn't. Was unsighted at the start, or was looking at the ball? You still all, think you're you know?
0: going to get a couple of seconds after the whistle to? Yeah.
1: And in his defence, let's say we, you know, you can't really tell from the stream yeah, here yeah. exactly whether or not it moved. But absolutely stonking free kick. Uh, we'll compare that to another free kick later on. Three uh, nil at halftime, though, not looking good for the Knights. Uh, second half did not start well. Uh, Yildiz blasted the ball into his own net. Cracking own goal Classic where he hits it And you go Yep he's If you were a striker You would be very happy With that finish Uh, Unfortunately though Own goal 4-0 down Uh, Albano and uh, Muglic Did manage to pull Two goals back For the Knights But the game was uh, Well and truly Done by that stage So The Knights Remain winless After four games Two draws And two losses This one I thought First half an hour was very even. Hume got a little, not lucky. Hume did well to put themselves up two 0 The second goal came from I think like a scramble a corner. James Ram, right place, yep. right time, good finish. That third goal, uh, you know, absolutely stunning. And then an one a million, yeah. And then an own goal to make it four. So I think they might have considered themselves a little bit hard done by to be down four nil, but. Hume City, let's let's sort of focus on them. I mean, four wins in a row. What a perfect start to the season.
0: Yeah, no, they've looked really good, and I think we all sort of expected them to to look good this season, but this good, this early on, probably didn't.
1: Well, the one thing that I will say there is they've won four games. Four of those wins, sorry, all four of their wins have come against teams who are in the bottom five Mm. of the table. Which, you know, but also... It's still very early on, and you know, some of those teams are in the bottom half of the table because they've been hammered by Hugh. Exactly. That's what so, I was gonna say. The goals the goals four for them, I
0: think they have scored ten or something.
1: So, yeah. you know. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch twenty-two. Like they've looked really good. You can only beat who's in front of you, but we did see something similar with Avanel last year where they sort of stormed through all the sort of, you know, lower and mid-range teams, and then once it got to the pointier end of ones. the season. Yeah, yeah they Heidelberg they, they struggled, so that still remains to be seen for Hume, but great start, great goal. Good start, good goal. That's um
0: it. let's jump into the Port Melbourne South Melbourne Derby. Yes. The uh the South of the River Greek Derby. I don't yep. know what it's officially called, but I mean that's catchy,
1: isn't it? Are they both south of the river?
0: Yeah, Port Melbourne, South Melbourne.
1: Right. Oh, hang on! They're not really, are I they? D- I don't know. Anyway, so local Greek derby. No, no, no. Like, we've got te- to get this right. We've got to get. No. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> two teams, two teams in some relation to the to the Yarra, uh, to <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. uh, very entertaining game. This one, I think we said last week in our preview, we we're like, oh, this could be an amazing <laughs> three-all draw or a very boring <laughs> nil-nil. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, kind of met in the middle. Very entertaining. One all draw. Tons of action. Heaps of chances at both ends. Uh, Port Melbourne, though, they bloody love a draw. Yeah. Uh, three draws in four games already this season. It's as if
0: they know they're gonna finish seventh. <laughs> no, what, eighth, maybe. Yeah, I think eight, I, mean, I need to decide whether or not they're gonna finish seventh or eighth. Yeah, above I, or below ninth. Well
1: if they keep well. Yeah. <laughs> well I think if they keep drawing them well, who knows? Anyway, so Three draws already this season. They had the most draws in the league last season too. So when you see that they've drawn again, not exactly the most unsurprising result. Uh, Jerry Salados gave South the lead with a superb individual goal. Very good goal. goal. Uh, We both like him. We think he's absolutely class. Good to see him on the score sheet. Uh, Yuta Konagaya, he equalised for the Sharks from the penalty spot. Uh, Multiple chances. Uh, for a winner for both teams, uh, there was some good goalkeeping, there was some uh, classic goal line scrambles. I think the best chance for a winner went Port Melbourne's way. I'll be honest, I can't remember who the player was. Long ball over the top, one on one with the keeper. Keeper oh, rushing on right. and he chips the ball over, chips it Beautifully high arcing, and it looks like it's going to go in. It bounces just before the goal line, and then bounces over. Yeah, you're expecting over the
0: crossbar. You're expecting to see that one just absolutely like bounce before the goal line into the roof of the net, and you're like, run off celebrating. Yeah, but it's just it just bounces over. But it was
1: also so weird because like I was watching the highlights of this. one. I knew the score line before I was going back and watching the game. And he chips the keeper I'm like, oh, it's going in. Even though I knew it was a one all draw and it was already 1-1 yeah. at this stage. I do that all the time. And he misses and you go, oh, like God, i yeah. was <laughs> surprised. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, uh, where are we, what are we talking about? We were talking about the Port oh, Melbourne South oh, game, the last yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but, you uh, know, just, I think it was probably the result we expected. But yes. in a kind of unexpected manner, we... We thought it could either be a a really thrilling, entertaining game or a boring draw, and whilst it was a draw, it was still an entertaining game.
1: It was, and positive signs for for both teams, big positive for South, would be the fact that they found themselves on the score sheet from open play. Yeah, nice. Which doesn't
0: happen often unless you're playing Eastern Lions. Yes, has been hard for them. Although a lot of their stuff was from corners in that one, wasn't it?
1: It was. Kind of unsurprising result overall, doesn't do a whole lot in terms of launching a... Top six push so far, but... No,
0: because why would they? They're going to finish 7th or 8th. Yeah,
1: we'll see how it goes.
0: 7th, 8th, ninth. Surely yes. it's South Melbourne, Knights and Port Melbourne. just decided right now. Next game, Will. Um, also unsurprising.
1: Unsurprising, but yes.
0: Unsurprising, but makes it no less impressive. Um, Oakley 5, Altona nil. Um Look, five goals to Oakley. It only took them five minutes to, the, to open the scoring uh, through Joe Guest. Five different goal scorers throughout the night. Huge. Um, Really, really good. You know, it's just standard Oakley being very good at football. I think the last goal came in injury time. There was a nice free kick before that had a a save. But um, look, Oakley looked really, really good for this one. Um, One thing I will say is a lot of their goals kind of look like training ground drills.
1: Yeah. You You know, we can just pass
0: it in the back of the net. I think either all five or maybe four of them. Were or definitely four of them were just people being unmarked within the eight yard within eight yards of the goal line, and so it's just like it doesn't discredit the goals in any way. But I reckon if you're trying to get at Altona this season, it is just pass around them and wait until gaps appear because they will. Um, it shows a whole lot, whole lack of structure to their defending and, uh, and play at the moment. Yeah, but I will call out one thing that Altona sort of did do well and. Griffin McMaster um, had a great double save at the end.
1: Yeah, the, the Altona keeper. Yeah, and he
0: didn't really... Look, again, there were a lot of them tonight that... A lot of them on the night that probably he couldn't have kept out because they were just tap-ins. But this one was like a shot across the goal. He makes a very smart save, gets straight back up to make another one-handed save, kind of going against the way that he's running. Um, so that was a really really good save. That'll be a good one for the highlights reel, but you would probably just crop out the score line so you don't see that at that point. I think the score was four nil, so you'd probably yeah. just hide yeah. the fact that you shipped four. But um, yeah. Th-
1: and I think this result really just sort of shows the the gulf, the ginormous gulf in class between these two teams. Yeah. You know, Oakley pretty much firing on all cylinders, you know, apart from that that draw with South Melbourne, but you mm-hmm. know, they were down to ten men early on. You know, they've just been on fire and it was their big names uh, who scored for them today. I think who was Harry it? White, yeah, Joe I De- Guess, yeah, Decker, Decker and Knowles. Yep. So they're big players stepping up. Uh, for Altona though, concern. Yeah. So they have only scored one goal so far this season, which is gonna make it hard to win games. And it's oh, gonna yeah. make it hard to survive. So And how... this this
0: this result puts Oakley second on the ladder. Obviously, they can't be better than the best. You know, they yep. did have that draw yep. with South Melbourne, so that, you know, they are second on points, but they've scored eleven goals now. They are looking good where we expected them to be up the pointy end. Right. And our toner, stark contrast at the bottom, anchored.
1: The one thing I will say about Altona, we mentioned Hume having, you know, a relatively easy schedule. Altona so far, they've played Oakley, Heidelberg, Avondale and Hume. Yeah. So I mean, some... you
0: could probably write that down as a top four.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. So it has been a rough start to the, for them, mm. but maybe fortunes will change when they're not coming up against literally the league's best.
0: Yeah, true. Now, I'm going to jump into the next game. Yep. Green Do Gully it. 2,
1: Heidelberg Ooh. 1. This has to be up there for what? Surprising result of the round.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. Mm. Um, we were saying on the pod last week, though, that we know that Green Gully have got a good performance in them. It's just, when is that going to come about?
1: Yeah, you know, like, a few injuries and things outside of their control. Yep. Yeah.
0: So let's, let's just sort of acknowledge that we are essentially geniuses at Premier League football in Victoria. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, so Green Gully 2... Heidelberg won. Heidelberg opened the scoring through Ninkovic, not Milos Nilsk? Ninkovic. Oh. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Luka Luke, Luke? Ninkovic? I don't know. Anyway, it's my story. I'm telling um, it. Yeah. I'll uh, through that. Ninkovic. Um, and that script at that point felt pretty familiar. Green Gully going behind to a good team. And yep. Heidelberg, I would expect to not look back from that and just pile on a couple of goals in the second half. And there we go. But... The second half, Green Gully were excellent. They played with tempo, vigour, flair. Um, You know, great build-up play that led to a goal line clearance. I reckon this is around about the 65th minute or something. And then shortly after, that's where they equalised. It was a header at the back post to Fletcher. But again, just gritty winning the ball in midfield, passing it uh, out left, get it out wide to the right, cross in, header at the back post by Fletcher. Very, very good. A minute later... This is all happening in, like, the 70th minute... That 70th minute block, I reckon. A minute later, they hit the crossbar. Then Heidelberg got the other end. Jared Tyson has to do a very, very smart save to a curling shot going in the far post. Um, And that would have very much steadied the ship. That would have put Heidelberg 2-1 up, and they probably could have just absorbed pressure because they do that quite well. But then just the pressure that Green Gully kept pushing on forced an own goal, which would be the eventual winner. But it was just... I wouldn't say it was an own goal. It was like a, oh, yeah, defender put it in the back of his neck. It was just unrelenting pressure from Green Gully, forced
1: a mistake. Right. So if we're using a tennis analogy, it wasn't an unforced error. It no, was it was a... Forced. It was impressive that they got the racket to it.
0: Yes. You okay, know? Yes. Yeah.
1: Not a clean winner from Green Gully, but not an unforced error from Heidelberg. No. No, Excellent analogy That's good We get so
0: many sports Yeah we do I mean we should have done that During the Oz Open And then this week We should have done some Formula 1 related one Yeah I'll think of something Yeah I'll pit stop Thinking about things Yeah oh, that's great. great Brilliant um, Look Terrible. anyway Go back to football yep. um, I'm so easily distracted though. Yep. Uh, great win for Green Gully um, Where does that put them In the ladder now I'd say that puts them
1: In 10th it does. Well, it's their first win of the season. So again, you know, we, we keep referencing the ladder. We know it doesn't mean anything to like week 10, to be yeah. honest. Uh, it's hard not to, but I think just for them, two takeaways here, their first win of the season. So they're on the board after three defeats. So yeah. it's got to be good for, for
0: morale. And, and we thought there was a tipping point for them and I'm glad it's come because they are better than what
1: those results, words, we're yeah. saying. yep, and you know, to get a, a win against a good outfit in Heidelberg, I think is a strong performance. On the flip side, though, Ooh. for Heidelberg, we're having a little bit of chat about this. What do you think of Heidelberg United so far?
0: I think it's fine. Like, I, it's probably better for you to say what you think because then my response to that is essentially correct, and it makes you look
1: like a fool. Right? Okay. Well, I'm. I just sort of think that, you know. So far this year, two wins, two losses. I think this result just sort of shows that they are not as invincible as they might have seemed in years past. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not... I'm, I'm you not didn't
0: say that before, but that is... I would agree with that statement. Like,
1: like, I mean, we're four weeks in here. Yes. You know, so again, extremely... Early. They've lost to Galley and Oakley, two teams who both made the finals last year. So with that, we are not by any extent raising alarm bells. Mm. But I just have a you know an inkling here that Heidelberg might not be as invincible as, yeah, as, as, see, as, as, as they've seen. I'm not concerned
0: because AS early, I think what they I'm do not well is that, either, they, yeah, is that they start the end seasons well. Yes. So they're looking at this going, I think that it's getting into their rhythm. And like I said, if that shot doesn't get saved um, by like Tyson, Jared Tyson, uh, yeah. yep. that's 2 1 up. And then they sit deep and they can absorb pressure better than probably any other team in the league, maybe Sandside Click. Mm. Um, so yeah, I am, yeah, I know. I think no warning signs there for Heidelberg. And I do think they're still probably as good as last year.
1: Yep. Okay. Interesting. I just think teams will look at them and go, do you know what? Uh, get we, out of me. Yeah, we, we think we can get a result here.
0: Hey, do you know who thought they could get a result there and didn't? I think I do. Yeah. Bentley and St Albans. Yeah, I don't know who I mean by who would get a result there because well, St Albans well, are quite good and well, Bentley are quite good. Well, so. I think I think both teams would have i off a win here. They would have. Uh, but they, they didn't get it. No. And neither I, of them did The team that would have been screaming in the dressing rooms afterwards would have 100% been Bentley. Yeah, so it was a nil-all draw. Yeah, but this was definitely points dropped by Bentley. Um, the entire game was just them creating chances. Um, you know, for shits and giggles, I'm talking shots from distance, headers from corners, goal line scrambles. They did pretty much everything except put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. Um, well actually they did But it was ruled offside <laughs> um, So one of my highlights was Anthony Desic for um, St Albans Went to for defensive clearance From the edge of the box But instead just shanks it Back into Beekhurst oh, So he's on nice. the 18 yard line Pretty much Hoiks it Goes to put it in Rose And it just goes about 10 metres behind him yep. And Beekhurst controls it yep. From that play I think they put the ball In the back of the net But it was very offside um, But uh, the um St Albans goalkeeper Kuznon Kuznon yep. Kuznon yeah yep. Kuznon made a raft of great reaction saves um not as poetic as Jared Tyson's one of you know Diving to your right and mm-hmm. tipping it over. A lot of them were very scrappy reaction saves. But that's, that's what he had to do.
1: That's all right. When you're a goalkeeper, see ball, stop ball. Yeah, it, it is. Your we job.
0: could also be goalkeeping coaches with that philosophy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> surely we could put it in like a Latin to make it sound a lot smarter. Uh, yeah, that'd be so good. Um, but he was definitely the last line of defence for this one. I know it's a kind of a stupid saying that the goalkeeper's the last line of defence because literally is the last line of defence.
1: Yeah, but his his saves
0: were saves. Saves, very good saves. Um, Saves So good point for St Albans. Points dropped for Bentley, but a good performance by Bentley. Um, So yeah, I think they'll be frustrated, but good signs out of them. Jump into the Avendale one because I'm very jealous I didn't get to go to this one. How was it, mate?
1: It was very good. Very good. You did not get to attend Danny City, which is your favorite club. You were off in New Zealand. Did you get me any merch while you were there? I did not. Definitely could have because they have a vast, extensive range. Probably of good that I didn't because I can't afford it right now. <laughs> so much good stuff: beanies, jerseys, shirts, towels, care-rings. Absolutely love it. What huge, a huge props to to Danny City for what they do off the field. There, anyway. Uh, win for Avenale. I thought they uh, dominated this one, to be honest. Uh, Germano gave them the lead from the penalty spot in the first half, and I think that just sort of totally changed the way the game was looking. You know, So I think it was last year Avenale played Dandy City at home. It was a nil or draw. Dandy City sat back. They were resolute in defence, could not be broken down. I think the fact that Avanel got a goal early on just sort of was like, all right, cool. Here we go. We've got it. Let's roll. It sort of, oh, sorry, pardon me. Sort of, a uh, shifted that, that sort of mindset there. Uh, Ahmed though, Yusuf Ahmed doubled the advantage for Avenel in the second half with a stunning individual goal. I got the ball sort of halfway through midfield and dribbled past. I want to say three defenders. Just, they tried to tackle him. He said, no, not having yeah. any of that. I'm, I'm going on, uh, <laughs> Superb run Drove into the box And then a nice Little finish Blaster past the keeper Tip top goal If it weren't for others Might have been goal of the round yeah. Uh Bolin, could,
0: Yeah Bol- I was about to say Boland's one was a good one as well Probably yeah. not goal of the round Territory
1: but No probably not He scored late uh, His first goal of the season It did come through A lovely assist from Sakai Had the whole goal to aim up But he tucked it away Good for him to sort of get his first goal of the year. Of course, last year's Golden Boot winner, Avondale's offense, I sort of want to t- touch on briefly. Like, you know, they, they really seem like they've they've found their form and, mm-hmm. you know, without Boland and Zinni, because neither of them started and they didn't start last week either. And it mm-hmm. just doesn't sort of seem like that's an issue. Valentini and Ahmed have stepped up. I've been impressed by Joey Katabin, even though he hasn't scored yet. So the offense is working well, but their defense has been extremely strong. So this is their third clean sheet in a row. Through that stretch, they've only allowed seven shots on target in that in those last Mm. three games combined. So they've been really stingy, really, really neat and organised. Which I think some
0: ruthlessness to the offense, and then you've got a premiership.
1: Well, it it looks like it. You know, last year, Avenale were always a goal-scoring machine. This year, it sort of looks like they're a little bit more well-rounded. And I think the big thing for Avenale is their performance without a number of their key stars. Uh, Zinni, Boland, you know, not starting through injury and suspension. Uh, We saw Phil and James Riccobane, who were big for them last year, haven't featured much at all this year. So. Averdale with a team that doesn't necessarily look like their strongest starting eleven on paper, getting some emphatic results, mate.
0: Yeah, but um, you know, look as much as the the village of Dandenong might be upset, there's mm-hmm. another team in Dandenong. There is, and they had quite a good result. They did against Eastern Lions, admittedly. Uh that's all right. A result's a result. It is Dandenong Thunder beat Eastern Lions by a goal. Yes. solitary goal in the game. Brandon, tell us about this
1: one. Yes. So it was a good game that was surrounded by an even better sunset. Bloody beautiful. You would have appreciated it. I love
0: it so much.
1: Yep. Uh, Pink sky. Lovely sunset. You know what they say. Pink sky. Pink sky in the evening. Good game of football. Believe me. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brandon Barnes scores again. I think that's his fourth goal of the year. Just give them the golden boot now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a mad scramble late for Eastern Lions. You know they had an opportunity to equalise. Their ball was pinging around all over the place, but to be honest, they never really looked looked likely to score. They've only scored two goals this year. Both those goals coming in the same match. So. I mean, that's got to be concerning for them. A few pluses and a few minuses. Uh, So, big plus for Eastern Lions. This was the fewest goals they've conceded in a game with one. Uh, Also, their closest result of the season, the previous closest having been (laughs) a three-goal loss. That's a plus there. Uh, Minus, uh, they've only scored in one of their four games and are still winless. But another plus, they are off the bottom. They are indeed. But the minus from there is it's only really because another team is worse than they are. You know, it's not like they've like lifted themselves off the bottom of the table with, with the, a
0: solid one nil. Yeah, course. with yeah. some great
1: results. It's just that another team near them happens to be sucking more than they do. But that brings us the way that league yeah, tables yeah, work. Yeah. Um, um, well, quickly, Danny Thunder's still undefeated. Three wins and a draw. You yeah, know, they only only just stayed up in the NPL last year. They won. The NPL relegation playoff against Boleyn, and since then, they've looked good. I've liked Marafiotti, that combination with Barnes, and I mean, for the Thunder, things are things looking are looking up. No, no stormy weather in their future. Yeah, just blue
0: skies. Can you have Thunder without
1: clouds? You can't.
0: Because you can have like a rain shower. but I don't know, really. Don't know.
1: But anyway, Thunder looking good, Eastern Lions not so good, and another rip-around of MPL Victoria action, William.
0: Done. Love it. Excellent. Let's go on to the hot topics. Yes. Um,
1: Brand, you've got one? I do. So, whose goal was better? Brandon Barnes, and his free kick against the Knights oh, in, the, yeah? in the 93rd minute curling top corner equaliser, or Hewitt's goal versus the Knights on the weekend. Jeez, the Knights have given up a couple of Stuff in yeah. yeah. So, so, so I remember
0: watching the uh, A League, just a slight, slight, slight sidetrack. Mm-hmm. The A League own goals, the compilation that JFC did, and so it's so like good. I think like four or five of them are by Newcastle Jets. <laughs> and like, great, well done, guys. Um, um, best so who's goal it, out of that. Team? Well, yeah, whose goal was better? Okay, so I've got a couple of things to say about both, and I'm going to say them now. Yep. Brandon Barnes' free kick is made better by the celebration, which is not part of the free kick. Okay. Not technically part of the goal, but yep. definitely okay. makes it. Um, also, in that goal, it shouldn't have gone in because the people who were on the post ran off of the post. So, like, with a slight modicum of better defending, that isn't a goal. So, you yeah, know, there we well, go.
1: But the other thing is, you know, it does go in off the post, and, you know... We Knights, like, the, I like that. Yeah. And the Knights did have a player in goals. Yeah, but ran than, off the post. So well, was, no, so no, sorry. An outfield player rather than a, than a goalkeeper. But no, that's you, what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. It,
0: it, you know, the players on the post ran off the post, shouldn't have done
1: it. Right, yeah. okay. Ball wasn't going. But the other thing, the thing that I think here is the clutch factor for Brandon Barton. So, yeah. 96. I mean,
0: it wasn't done yet. Oh, oh, sorry,
1: keep going. Yeah, yeah. Continue,
0: continue. Hewitt's goal, same thing. Good goal, everything. Yes. But goalkeeper, any other goalkeeper should probably keep that out Yeah, and you would would think, yes. So both of them are tarnished by, you know, are they truly, really good goals if they could have been quite easily stopped? But for that, I'm going to say Brandon Barnes because of exactly the point you were about to make is that that's in 90-plus. Outfield goalkeeper in goals as well. Outfield player in goals. Love it. And then the celebration. So Brandon Barnes for
1: mine. Very interesting. I think it's a tough one. I think we might have to throw a Twitter poll... Out there and see what the people think. The people I'm, are right. Because I'm quite... Except on Twitter. Because uh, Twitter's not fact. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm quite torn on which goal I think is better.
0: What does your heart say and what does your mind um,
1: say? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was just sort of thinking then. I was trying to think of my reactions to both, and I don't know which one I think was more unbelievable. Yeah, I think I... like the Barnes because you go, "He's actually scored it," or yeah. the Hewitt because you go, "How the hell has that gone in?" Yeah. So There's, I'm going is to a... say I'm going to say Brenner Barnes just. Yeah, good. Oh, very, very just. Yeah. Uh, hot topic number two. Our
0: topic number two. We talked about it at the top of the show. We chucked out a Twitter thing last mm. night. MPL Central retweeted it, which is probably the only reason why people got back to us because love No one really likes our tweets. No, they do. Six games on a Friday night. Yeah. Good idea. Bad idea. Mm. Now I'm going to launch into it and say yep. I think it's an excellent idea if it's done right. Now, by done right, okay, explain yourself. Yeah. Please. By done right, I mean it becomes a consistent event. It's like. Soccer Saturday in the UK, you know, and mm-hmm. they have a live telecast okay. of all of them around the grounds because yep. if you do that for every game, it's expensive. It's how many games are there in around? I can't remember seven. how many teams there are. Seven, seven games. So if you have to broadcast seven games to the same production quality, that mm-hmm. is 7x cost. Whereas if you put six of the games on at one time, you have one production cost essentially. You know, you can have a studio that's broadcasting the game Uh, think of like having, um, but we're not at that level yet though. No. And this is what I mean. I think they, if they're doing this as a, if they're building this as a consistent thing, then I get the reason for doing it now. But if they're just doing it for lazy purposes, then it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like the idea of always being able to go to the pub at, you know, in five years time at three o'clock in the afternoon and have a live simulcast of all games in a studio where they talk about it and there's a, a match of the round that mm. they feature, but they show you goal highlights as they go through. If you're at a game, you know, I was at the Port Melbourne game the other week and we were looking at the streams of the other ones to yep. see what was going on. Like, I think...
1: Yeah, yeah, following live results all at the same time. Yeah,
0: but... and it, for mine, I like that it, it means that you can probably consume more football at one time than if... All of the games at once. Like, A-League mm. for mine, if it's a boring game, I just don't care. Whereas you can kind of elevate the boring games by having them at the same time as interesting games and then having, like, scores filtered into it. Yeah, it's sort it of games. easier to tie them all together. Um, I'm going to go through what everyone on Twitter sort of said very yep. quickly, paraphrasing them. So yep. a lot of people say it's inconvenient. Yes. It's like six totally games agree. on a Friday yep. night, inconvenient. For sure. Now, yep. maybe change the time. Maybe having six games on on a Saturday afternoon is more convenient, but people also play football, mm-hmm. so it makes it difficult, you yeah. know? And also, we're going into AFL season. Um, the notion that it limits eyeballs that can watch it, because obviously it does, yes. you can't, you've can't. only got two sets of eyes. Yes. One set of eyes. Yep. Um, or maybe you have two sets of eyes on you. Um, and the timing just not being great for people on a Friday night. You know, yeah. you kind of got to
1: rush there. and rah, rah. So, Brian, what are your thoughts? I... I don't like it. I didn't like it. The one thing that I will say as well was maybe because it was a long weekend, that you know that like teams were more inclined. They're like, oh, you know, if we have our games on our on a Saturday or a Sunday, you know, there's going to be fewer people able to attend. But then it's like, what becomes more important? Like those individual teams trying to get you know maximize attendance by having it on a Friday, not on a long mm-hmm. weekend Saturday or. But then by doing that, because there's so many other games at the same time, you know, you limit your ability to go, yeah, and and to to multiple games. And you know, there aren't that many people who are going to go to you know three games a weekend, you know. But you might, but exactly. We, and I but, think that's
0: my problem. Whereas yeah, but, I like this because it, it allows me to consume as many many games as possible at one time. Yeah,
1: but like you know, for you and I, like we might go to two. Yeah, you know, um, but even just being able to watch. The other games or the streams, you know, I just think it's it's tricky. Okay, I'd agree with that. Um, so I'm not I'm, I'm not a huge fan, and I just I don't understand how FV ticked it off. Because I know the clubs pick their own fixtures, but I don't understand how they said six games on the one night, yet yeah, we can get around that. Yeah. Like, surely they should have just said, okay, no. Nah, maximum four, two of you going to have to change.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um... So we're going to obviously keep chatting about this throughout the year because I think it's right to build this. The the, the momentum is with NPL Victoria at the moment. So I think it's the right time to start to build this. The broadcast has been better year on year the last three years. Um, So I think it's the right time to build it. I think it'll be very interesting to see what other semi-professional leagues do around the world. And don't just go look at England because it's a very different market to us. Um, What are the numbers saying? And also just questioning what those numbers are because I'm always a big advocate of um, eyeballs doesn't equal success. You know, people can engage with highlights afterwards. They can engage with a magazine show on a Monday night and they're still watching the league. So I think it's very important to think of it holistically and not just be like, oh, you know, we put six games on a Friday night and had 90,000 the week before we staggered them out. We had 100,000. That's not your argument. You need to look at, are people watching YouTube highlights later or whatever. Yeah,
1: I just, I just think it makes it more inconvenient for people to... Access mm. more football. I get what you mean, where you can consume it all at the same time. Mm. But you know, trying to get to multiple games, watch multiple games.
0: Mm. Maybe a Sunday, maybe a Saturday night. Things are good on Saturday, five o'clock what, what, kickoff what, of lots of games. It's a bit of a
1: well, and Saturday would be okay because you can sort of stagger it a little bit more. Like you know, Avondale can play at three. Yeah, because they don't have lights. Well, no, but a, well, yes, but at Avenger Park, and then we can get to a game at Heidelberg at seven thirty. Yeah, you know, see for one, like,
0: that's too much. Like I don't want to take out a full a full day of my weekend, I can slot in a game and that's why I like the six because I'm like, cool, I can be 100% active in football that, for three hours. But then
1: you don't get that option where it's like, you know, you don't have to go to multiple games where yeah. it's like, oh, I've got that ability too When you got six on the one night, you've got no choice. I don't like that.
0: But then what if we, every single club has six screens? No, and they terrible. host they host parties. No. What if we open an, an NPL Victoria sports bar? Oh, there we go. That's a light there. that's it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of part one, the first half. Uh, join us back very shortly. For part two. Exciting times to announce that we have got our first official podcast sponsor on board. We are now sponsored by Pickle Juice Australia. Pickle Juice stops cramps. It's not witchcraft. There was an NFL game way back in the day between the Cowboys and the Eagles in, I think, 109 degrees Fahrenheit, which probably equates to some high temperature in Celsius. Um, And the Eagles won, and the players put it down to Pickle Juice. Uh, The beauty of Pickle Juice is it's 100% organic, Asada-approved, and it stops cramps. Perfect for anyone from endurance athletes to elderly people suffering from night cramps. It really is a one product fits all approach. Thankfully, Picklejuice Australia knows that MPL Victorian footballers are unfit and will cramp, so they are going to offer our listeners and anyone who is, you know, passing this on to their mates 10% off all orders when you use the promo code SEMIPROPOTTY. That is promo code SEMIPROPOTTY on www.picklejuice.com.au. That's www.picklejuice.com.au Picklejuice stops muscle cramps. Welcome back to the second half of the Semi Pro Potty. Uh, Branson, let's kick it off
1: with things that we liked. Yes, you've got a you've got a whole a bunch, bunch of too. this. Evening. I've got heaps. Yeah, oh, this is great. Okay, yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll let you start it off. Yes. Let's go. Mohamed um, Toure's goal. Did you see Stonker. it? I did, yes. Very good. And what was it, in the NPLSA? Was, which I think,
0: someone told me they've changed it. It's no longer FFSA or something. It's something weird. Anyway, yeah. they've changed it now. But yes, in the South Australian Premier League, not of Victoria, which is not yeah. the subject of this podcast we're just talking about, but, but it's really, really good. Individual brilliance. Stakes it. Yeah. Great goal. Well hit. Um, Stephen
1: Hewitt-esque, but on the run. And? <laughs> Closer. Probably a bit less shit goalkeeping. And yeah, from open play. Well, on this one, I don't think the goalkeeper had a chance. If you haven't seen it, well worth... I think we retweeted it. Just, checking just follow out. us on Twitter because yep, it's just great.
0: such a good timeline, isn't
1: yep. it? Yep. Um, your next one's a bit shit, but go on. Why is it shit? Um, no, you just read it out. Listeners will know.
0: James Milner's goal um, line clearance. Yep.
1: Yep. So tell me
0: about it. Have you had any Fulham players pull off such a miraculous goal line clearance as that? D- was it Duffy? Did you have Duffy da- or Dunn? Dun. Dun. Yeah, Damien Duff. Damien Duff, that's the one. Damien Duff probably <laughs> would have pulled off a good one in the day. Yeah, uh,
1: Rodak was good in goals the other way. But yeah, anyway, so tell us about James but Yeah, James Milner.
0: Milner's goal line clearance It's just a great goal line clearance. Normally you can scrappily kick it away and it still looks good. But like, this is... He's running. You're like, he's not going to get to it. Gets to it. And then just the technique to clear it. Beautiful. Quite Love. athletic.
1: Sliding goal line clearance. Uh, yep. Too bad he couldn't do that against Watford.
0: Um, well done Don't think it's playing at Watford
1: Maybe it was. Well, Who knows Stupid Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Go on your turn uh, I really liked Dandy City On Friday night Always mm. good fun Great club, great vibe You know, we sort of mentioned it before The merch, just the club rooms You know, the culture, the feel about the place Was excellent
0: I love that that was our first ever NPL game together yeah,
1: It was, so it's always it like,
0: Avondale. It was Avondale, Daniel, City away Yep,
1: yep, round one of Last 20, year. Yep, exactly, so it's always going to be a special place in our hearts. If we had a scrapbook, we would have that in their page yep. one. Yep, it, it was our first. Oh, we should have a scrapbook. I'm surprised we don't already. <laughs> um, uh, loved it. Another thing that occurred on Friday night, and you know I'm going to love this. Uh, I got recognised. Oh, no shit. I did, did I did. Shout out to Michael, who is a keen semi-pro Potty listener, I was waiting in line at halftime to get a coffee, and Cameron said, you're the guy from the semi-pro potty, and I said, absolutely, which was amazing. Uh, Said he loved the show, which is great to hear. Which is probably just being nice. Well, no, it's it's, it's great to hear. I'm not sure uh, about the quality of the show, but that was good fun, so that was just a little bit of a... uh, Cherry on top of a Of a fantastic night At Dandenong so City So
0: angry I missed
1: it I know you did miss out New Zealand would have been Heaps of fun No put uh, it in the bin Another thing that I saw <laughs> the, the entire country Just <laughs> get rid of it They're too good at rugby Anyway uh, Josh Kennedy As the new Mini Ruse manager For Football Victoria I like that I think that's A great You know On, on the surface I mean, We don't know The ins and outs yeah. Of the Mini Roos Or of Josh Kennedy But Sounds like a great opponent. He's, he's a good name. I think oh, everyone sure. likes
0: him. Um, you know, the, I can think of
1: experience. Was, you know, yeah, but the
0: Yeah, but could you imagine like the mini roos It's going through, and like obviously, it's all about enjoying it and having fun. And then imagine if you're a defender in the mini roos and like Josh Kennedy's there, and it's like, oh yeah, have fun enjoying the game while someone who is literally one of the tallest strikers we've ever produced just towering over you, putting headers past you. I think it would be really painful. So hang on, are you <laughs>
1: envisaging, envisaging Josh
0: Kennedy? In the mini-roos set, like, playing the kids, yeah, 100%, and just dominating. Ball goes out for a corner, he goes,
1: I'm on here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a good chance. Um, uh, I think that's good. Yeah. You know, that's that's exciting. Big name, soccer, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Australia does not have many strikers at the moment. So, um, maybe, yeah. who knows? With an Australia
0: theme as well, I said Lucas Neal's birthday. I yeah. have put this in because I really like Lucas Neal. Right. And I don't think we... I don't think we celebrate him enough and look back at him fondly enough because he did a lot for... Like, he captained our country, you know? He was really, really good footballer. And from what I understand, I've done no research because I'm not a journalist. Why would I? Um, I don't think he's had the smoothest of transitions from footballing career to non-footballing career. I've heard financial hardship and all of that stuff. So... Happy birthday, Lucas. It's, so, yes, I would like saying. us to say happy birthday to him and celebrate him a lot more because I think he's a very good footballer yep. and he's great servant of our country
1: let's follow him on Twitter this week and see if he follows us back I wouldn't that'd be, exi- that'd be, that'd be exciting who did he play for he was at West, West Ham. Ham was he at, was he at Leeds Villa Villa Blackburn? I don't know villa look a lot like West Ham so he could just yeah, be just a, a clarret <laughs> um hey Google uh, who not- did Lucas Neal play for here's some information
0: from the web that might possibly help all right here we go
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the Socceroos. Yeah. To oh, find out more, the Oh, great! No, send me a link. No, so to be honest, so you're over for two for your uh, for you. No, no, I got this here. Running. Okay, okay.
0: There is. I'm gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a game. How many clubs right. do you think you can say that Lucas Neal has played for? Uh, very
1: quickly, Sydney. Yep. Uh, definitely played for West Ham. Yep. Definitely played for Leeds. And Blackburn. Definitely didn't play for Leeds. Damn it. Did Blackburn? play for Blackburn, yeah. Uh, Holy shit. I don't know. Who else? I've Everton. Everton, yeah. Millwall. Millwall.
0: Jeez. Gal- yeah. So, uh, Millwall was the start, 95 to 2001. Yeah, had 152 appearances at Millwall. That's many. Yep. That's a lot. Yep. Um Galatasaray couple of clubs that I can't pronounce in the Middle East. Sorry to all of our Middle East listeners. It's not good enough, but I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I think he was at Doncaster Rovers on loan for four Ooh, games. Great. Anyway, yeah, so
1: Lucas Neal. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, something that I like, new favourite Twitter account. It's just so, so good. You like it too, which yes. is excellent. So, crap 90s football. So, it's pretty my much... My favourite.
0: We could almost chalk this section every week with just tweets from crap 90s
1: Football. Yeah, it's really going to buff out our Twitter feed during the week. Uh, So if you haven't seen it yet, it's pretty much just a Twitter account dedicated to sharing videos of terrible passages of football from the 90s. And we love it because some of the shithousery is just insane, and some of the lack of skill is just insane. And you mentioned before the fact that it's not just like, you know, League 2... Or Sunday, yeah, teams, it's like Chester Manchester
0: like, derbies, yeah, know.
1: it's like big clubs who are struggling or just have general crap passages of football, so they're well worth a follow. They're not linked to us in any anyway, way, or shape, God, or, or form. Should be though. We'll, we'll um, send them a one message.
0: Thing, one thing I like about it, so I think there's been a, been a big sort of shift from football in the last I'm gonna say since mid 2000s, and it was essentially the convergence of football broadcasts and video games where. You know, games are now starting to be broadcast as to how they look on FIFA. You know, starting to show penalties from behind, starting to do camera angles like that. And so, it's really refreshing to go back to football that is VHS goal highlights. Yes. And you can see the fuzziness and the tracking and everything. Yes. And it's just shitty quality. And like, watching shitty quality football on shitty quality video just ah, it's, Peter, so it's beautiful. beautiful yeah it's yeah. really nice, yeah, like, nice when, like. Cause like when you see sh- like I remember there was one sort of crap 90s football highlight from I think earlier this year it was a Tottenham game it was last year actually and it was a Tottenham like just shitty goal and I was just like it's in 4k it looks too good mm. like shit
1: football when it looks good doesn't look as funny but right. when it's like on
0: VHS yeah
1: uh you've got one last thing that you liked from your New Zealand trip Got to go to
0: Hobbiton. Nice. That's great. How was it? Fucking lovely. Was it? Amazing. So lovely. Do you know what? that tree on top of Bilbo's Hill, fun fact for you yeah. all. Tr- have you seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay, great. The tree on top of Bilbo's Hill. Yeah. I think this may have been for the filming of The Hobbit, uh, for The Hobbit, not for Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but that was a hand built tree oh. and they painted all the leaves by hand. Oh. And then Peter Jackson comes on set and goes It's not the right green So I had to repaint all the fucking legs again uh, That'd suck That'd suck <laughs> And I'd just be like, like Colour grade it in post-production yes. shit. Like, yeah. um, But anyway um, <clears throat> So that was really good Got to get a pint at the Prancing Pony That was a definite thing off my bucket list And New Zealand's just great I will tell you though New Zealand does not do Like parking cone usage well They just close down roads for the shit of it. And it's just like a parking cone every
1: two metres and no workers. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I do love when you bring stuff up that's not on the run sheet. Because you go, this could either be absolutely (laughs) brilliant or this could be so vastly off topic. I'd say that Um, one isn't the latter. Well, no, no, I feel like it fits well for both. Uh, So next segment, which sort of slots in nicely to things we love and things we don't love. Polls of NPL Broadcasts. New segment, we talked on it last week. How there seems to be a large influx of polls and general obstacles in the way.
0: This sounds kind of like a British National Party <laughs> policy as well. There has been a large influx of polls. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh,
1: <laughs> oh, controversial. Uh, uh, so there was another poll, not just one poll, the double poll during yeah. the Dandenong Thunder Eastern Lions games. Uh, polls in the way at both ends. Blocking, blocking, the the, yeah, blocking the near corner sort of area and you just then you go goodness gracious semi-pro no, potty it. sticker would look pretty darn good on that there pole I
0: think we should just do it one weekend we should just get like an 8 foot ladder
1: oh, that's what I'm doing tonight literally ordering semi-pro potty stickers and we're just going to plaster the town talk
0: to my mate Nick because he does stickers for art yep so you go around the world and you put stickers up and everything and people that's, repost them and there's a really big community yep, of it so we can exactly get him to design what, a semi-pro potty one yep stick that up yep gets him exposure yep Done. Exposure, excellent um, things we didn't like. Yes. I've left that blank. <laughs> good <laughs> on you.
1: Um, you do yours and I'll think of something. Okay, well, i got a couple. One off the top of my head. I did like uh, the our first ad from our first sponsor, Pickle Juice. Uh, very good. Don't know about you saying we all know that NPL players are unfit and cramp. You know, I don't know if that's necessary. Oh, necess- they definitely are <laughs> professional. They are. I still think they're fitness levels. I would love to see you do, like, pre-season fitness tests. fucking club.
0: suck. That My mate said, do you want to come play, like, social football? We're kicking off training. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, we're just going for, like, 15K runs. And I'm like, yeah. fuck jeez. That. Yeah,
1: so don't know about the accuracy of your server there. Um, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yep. Things I didn't like. So the Serie playing games in empty stadiums, of course, because of coronavirus. So... I understand that it is a very responsible reason so pretty much they've decided that all games and for at least the rest of March will be pay, played behind closed doors I think. That's just cuz Italy
0: did fuck nothing early on to contain it well, no,
1: so here's the thing though. without divulging into coronavirus they did they had the strictest border controls in Europe, yeah, apparently. And then they've got yeah, the they highest influx one of, of infections. The, and Italy also has one out, of the best tax policies. <laughs> yeah,
0: Italy also has one of the best tax policies. People just chose not to pay tax for a long time. And right. uh, no one called them up on it. So, right. um, Look, I travelled internationally this week. Uh, my business partner's wife works with someone who is the director of World Health Organisation within Australia. Great. The whole coronavirus stuff, it is a beat up. Just, you know, do the smart things enough, wash your hands, you know, yep. all of that stuff. Um, but I'm just. There's one bit of this will make you like it. Is that there is a very real possibility that when Liverpool wins the league, could be behind closed doors. Excellent. And you would love that. Probably. So you were just. You're I looking at the Syria say, thing with a negative. On. Um, negative well, no, gaze. no, no, no. no, no, no.
1: And and you think like, it's a
0: bad thing. You think Syria playing behind closed doors is a bad thing?
1: No, I think Syria playing behind closed doors, I can understand it. I think the bad thing is like, you know, how you end up with the end product of. Like, who was it? Juventus played Inter, and they won to go top of the Serie A, and there were no fans there. Yeah, football and like, was really boring without fans. Like, right? and you, well, yeah. You and you, and you just ju- ask, hang on, which A-league team do you want to pick on? Oh, bloody, any of them.
0: Melbourne City. Just ask yep. Melbourne City fans. Yep. We are
1: Melbourne City yep. fans. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, no, it was sort of, just sort of weird, you know. Like, obviously, very responsible. Understand the reasoning behind it, but it just sort of... The end result is quite yucky.
0: Yeah. Also, coronavirus is going to quickly say one thing. We do not import toilet paper. I missed all of this while I was away. Yeah. But apparently people have been like... Yes. hoarding toilet paper. We don't import it. We produce it. Yes. So you don't have to worry. We can keep producing it. Yes. Like, just... Just be smarter. Australia, collectively, be smarter. Yes. Please.
1: Uh, Two things that I don't like. Uh, we touched on it before, so I'll just gloss over it. Uh, Six games on the Friday night. Yep. Uh, Get that it was a long weekend, but I think it's really average. Another thing that I saw on Twitter last night, so the Western Sydney Wanderers. Oh, this is bullshit. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers have decided to do, like, a singles night for Wanderers fans. So it sounds like they... Speed dating function thing. Which? So, like-minded Wanderers fans, you know, you come to this singles event, you meet people, fellow Wanderers fans, and get sorted it up. I Good like idea. that because, yep. look, it's thinking outside
0: the box. Yep. It's about building community and everything. Is They've just completely made this decision in a vacuum and not read into the context of everything that's been going around that club the last few weeks. Yep. And... They, what was the byline? The byline was they were like, this is a heterosexual only event. Yes. Like the week after Mardi Gras. Yes. And even in New Zealand Zealand, this weekend. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, think through shit before you publish a guy. Like, I don't get where people are not proofreading other people's stuff. It happened in the Syria earlier, where when they, um, Oh, they had The that. racist posters. Yeah. Like, and then they did the mural of, like, the monkeys and stuff like that. And you're like, how are people not just putting this in a room and be
1: like, is this a good idea?
0: Yeah. I, and who's not calling them up on it?
1: Well, I think that's the main thing where it's not, like, an error or yeah. it's not, like, a type or anything. It, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's a poor decision. Yeah. And really bad. And, like, and,
0: and it would have been, do you know what, it would have been way nicer if they actually explicitly said that, it's for anyone. Yeah, and like they, and they have because then that puts them back in the green after this bad thing. It's like it just shows a whole lack yeah, of awareness.
1: Yeah, and they have come out and now changed and said that the event is for everyone, but the damage <sighs> is done. Da- damage is done. Like that comes in, you just go, What is going on? But I thought that was pretty uh pretty shit. Yeah, I think that's
0: heavily shit yeah. and I think we as football need to be way better I know that we sort of like to push the lines of inclusivity a lot because it's very important to us mm-hmm. outside of football but I Absolutely. think football can be shitted at and it needs to be a lot better at being more inclusive Yep. Um, I've got nothing else that I don't like or dislike I did like that I could still watch MPL from New Zealand uh, you but know that's bonkers but that I can it is you know we had a Chromecast on the telly and chucked the uh, Dandy City Avondale game up great which didn't help for my preparation for this podcast, because you're at the game, probably yep. should watch another one. Yep. But, um, no, it was really nice. And my friends were just like, what's this? And I'm like, this is what I have my podcast on. And yep. they were suitably bored of it after five minutes, because I don't really like
1: it. Yeah, so. um, I love it how you've thrown something you like into the things we didn't like. So, just to mix things up on streaming. Well, you're like, <laughs> we're talking about things we don't like. And you're like, oh, no, I really liked being able to watch the MPL in New Zealand. I did like
0: it. Oh. Oh, kept sorry. Yeah. My bad. Does not matter. Moving on. Very positive this week. Um, yep. Blunder of the week. Yes. We could have done that. Yes, that Branson, is. what could we have
1: done well, this week? we reckon the goalkeeping for Hewitt's goal, we reckon we probably could have done that. Jordan Gifkins needed... Left a lot to be desired, you know. Yeah. Uh, we don't know the full ins and outs of the swerve or whatever. One of, yeah, but one
0: of my favourite things to yell when a footballer gets... A bad, like puts in a bad challenge or something, is to get like he knows
1: what he's done. Yes, I think I think Gifkins knows what he's done. Yes, you know I think he would, probably feels a lot of remorse yeah, for it. Yeah, you know. So was it a good strike? Yes. Uh, was it hit really well? Yes. Was it potentially moving? Also, yes. Could he have done better? <laughs> was
0: it potentially moving? Also, yes. That's the quote. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, you would think that he could have done. Better. Not not a terrible blunder, maybe a little bit of a rough blunder of the week there, uh, but we definitely could have done that. Uh, things we could not have done, though. Quite a lot this week. Yes, a great piece of footballing skill that we, some very poor footballers, definitely could not have done, uh, while Stephen Hewitt's goal. Yep. I don't even think I could kick a ball 40 yards, to be honest. If I kicked full. it 40
0: yards, it would have to be side-footed and curled, and it would have not a lot of venom
1: on it. Yes, I could not kick it off the ground like that 40 yards, no way. I don't think I'd even clear the wall. Actually, mm, and walls are tricky, tricky things. Uh, nice. So stunning strike, regardless of the goalkeeping, what a hit! Definitely could not have done that. Uh, Yusuf Ahmed's goal couldn't have done that nope. either. How he dribbled past, I think it was three players, and then blasted his finish home. You know what? When I
0: was watching that, my hip flexors actually hurt. Mm. I was like watching. I'm like, well, that no,
1: that hurts. Mm. Well, he just sort of refused to be tackled. Like, mm-hmm. the Danny City players were like, you know, we'd like the ball, please. And he said, well, I'm just bloody not going to give it to you. Imagine if... Lol like, jokes. Imagine...
0: I... Oh, don't ever do lol jokes on this podcast. I ran. Okay. But it's... you know how... I do
1: quite like how,
0: if that's actually how dialogue happens in NPL, someone's slaloming with the ball and they're like, oh, I'm going to get
1: past you. And they're like, yeah. no, sir, not on my watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, they like said... Well, Danny City <laughs> wanted the ball. He said, you're not going to have it. Until you pick it up out of the back of your own net, you animals. your bloody pig. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely could have done that. Uh, Yusuf the goal. goal. We should just re-commentate everything. Uh, and Jerry Salados for South Melbourne. Yeah, His one. goal. A lovely curling effort. Definitely could not have done that either.
0: Could not have done that. Do you know what we can do, though? Yep.
1: Read through the games. Yep.
0: 100%. So, we have got two games on the Friday night. We have got Dandenong City hosting Heidelberg United. Oakley Cannons hosting Green Gully. What do we got on the Saturday, Brand?
1: Saturday, spicy one on Saturday. Avondale taking on the Knights 3 pm at Avenger Park. St. Albans taking on the Eastern Lions at 5 p.m. Altona Magic taking on South Melbourne at 6 Hume City facing Bentley at 7:30. And then lastly on Sunday. Damney Thunder taking on Port Melbourne. Mate, there are some good games in there. Good
0: game. What's your match of the round?
1: Uh, match of the round. Ooh, I am going to go for Avenel against the Knights. Just because yes. I think this one we saw last year had... Crunch pretty, match last year. Yeah, yeah, you know, FFA Cup. You know, two regular season games. Plenty of spice. Plenty of tension. Love that. It, You know... Not necessarily a traditional rivalry in terms of you know it's South a new Knights rivalry, yeah. Yes, you know, if you're talking about like, you know, you
0: Knights know, hate Avondale.
1: Yes. And Avondale, I'm fairly certain don't like the Knights either, but you know, so plenty of plenty of spice in that one. So that's gonna be feisty. Uh it'll be interesting to see if South Melbourne can score against Altona. But uh what's your what's your pick for a uh, match of the round, mate?
0: That Oakley Cannons Green Gully comes at an interesting time. Yep.
1: I also think Hume City Bentley as yeah, well. Yeah. Mm.
0: But also, I do think Avondale and Knights stand out because that'll be great. And form kind—I of, feel like form goes out the window the most for that game in this round. Yep. You know, the other ones are kind of like, oh, they're interesting because of form. Yep. Whereas that one is just like, no, it's going to be a
1: shit well, fight. Tons of anticipation for the Knights because so they'd be coming. Well, we haven't won a game yet. Yeah. And now we're going to play Avondale and they would to do that. And I... they've got it in their arsenal to do it. And I reckon the Knights will win, I'll be honest. Yeah. I reckon they will. They just seem to love to beat Avondale. Yep. Yeah. It'll happen. Bloody
0: good. Alright. Let us know what games you're going to. Let's leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Yes, and a big thank you to our partners, Will.
0: Yes. Uh Vintage Soccer Shirts AU and Pickle Juice Australia. Vintage Soccer Shirts AU.com and Picklejuice.com.au that is the absolute end of it for the Match Day 4 episode of the Same Pro Potty Join. We'll be back next week to go through all the sleeping results. See ya.